BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Monday edition of Clay and Buck. We are stacked with news, with things that we want to dive into with all of you from all across this great land of ours. Thanks for being here. Uh, First up, Israel is advancing in Gaza with uh, ground forces slowly. It is not a... Uh, a massive uh, movement of troops into Gaza yet, but there are some tanks that have rolled in further. There are some clashes. We also have analysis now on, uh, or more thorough analysis coming out on what the intelligence signs were that were missed in the in the run up to this attack. Plus some just uh, awful protest slash riot stuff over the weekend uh, in in Dagestan, which is a Muslim majority or republic of the former Soviet Union, right next to Chechnya, basically. Uh, they were chasing through an airport a mob trying to find Jews. So the anti-Semitism, truly global, truly horrific, and we are still very much staying on that story and, and stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters uh, in Israel and all around the world and here at home. Uh, we'll talk more about that later on in the program. Um we have some walk back on COVID tyranny starting to occur and also new data on the shots. I actually heard, I'm hearing now advertisements where they're just pushing this the way they used to push the flu vaccine, which is, oh, this is, you know, if you have heart trouble or you're over 65. So massive changes on that front we'll discuss. If you were a Friends watcher, the TV show is one of the most widely watched syndicated TV shows, I believe, of all time. Matthew Perry passed away over the weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. It's a show that for a lot of our younger audience, myself uh, included, um, played a played a role in our, you know, in our young adult development or in our early lives. Um, but I wanted to start with some political news today uh, because we, we are now getting deeper into the thick of the primary. And also, as we know, the general election looms large. And in some ways, Clay, because of. Donald Trump's massive lead. Um, it feels like we're almost entering general election season, general election season more than we are even a primary. Mike Pence 
is out. He has officially suspended his campaign. Um, why don't we start here with a Pence announcement? This was on Saturday. This is cut one. He is uh, telling his 1% of supporters maybe time to join somebody else's team here. Play one. Traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me this is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. So help me God. Now, the real question is, did the polls end Mike Pence's campaign? Or did Clay Travis send Mike Pence's campaign? <laughs> well, let me just start with this. Uh, I think Mike Pence is a nice guy. And, he is a nice guy. Uh, I have said on this show for some time that I felt like, and, and we'll play the clip for those of you who missed it, that was back in mid-June. I think what came out in our interview was there is no logic for the Mike Pence campaign. And, and, and kind of breaking that down, Buck, if you're going to be of the opinion, I'm going to be, and I'm speaking as if I were Mike Pence, I think if they retrospectively analyze his campaign, a lot of people would say the same thing. If you are going to be the candidate of, I'll tell you the truth, no matter what, then you can't dodge questions. Because your brand is, I'm a truth teller, I'll make the hard decisions, I'll do what's necessary, even if sometimes it's going to upset people, I'll uphold the Constitution. And so do we want to play that now? Maybe we'll go ahead and play it. Uh, this was Pence on this show, if you missed it. It got a little bit contentious. I, I, I don't dislike Mike Pence, but I do dislike when people come on this show and they try to dodge questions that I think go to the very essence of the decision they would have to make if they were president of the United States. Here's that uh, conversation we had back in June. And frankly, I think what this illuminated was that there was no pathway for Pence and his campaign. Would you pardon him from those federal charges? Well, first off, I, uh, these are serious charges. And as I said, I can't defend what's been alleged, but the president does deserve to make his defense. And I would say to each one of you, look, I, I've been a former governor. Um, uh, I've actually granted pardons uh, to people. Um, and I take the pardon authority very seriously. It's an enormously important power of someone in an executive position. And uh, uh, I, I just think it's premature to have any conversation about that right now, guys. I really Why would you? Not. But hold on. Let me just ask you that because, I, I, look, yeah, I think as a matter right. of principle, I think as a matter of principle, if you believe, as, as both Buck and I do, that Donald Trump is being prosecuted to a large extent for political-based reasons, something that has never happened in the 240-plus yeah. year history of the United States, that we are setting an awful precedent here, and I think it's important to look at this even before the case has taken place. You've read the indictment. You know what the allegations are. They are serious. Right. But right. to me, what is gained by allowing Donald Trump to be put in prison in the event he was he was convicted is we lose infinitely more by not just taking a principled stand and saying as a matter of principle, this shouldn't happen. I'm not going to allow it. To me, if you're the executive, you are the ultimate decider. With all due respect, when you aren't telling us what your decision would be, I think you're dodging the question and, and, and frankly, not stepping up on the, on the front of leadership, which, 
in the past you've been willing to do. So I, I, to me, not answering is a no. Well, look, I, <laughs> number one, I don't think you know what the president's defense is, do you? I mean, what are the facts? I mean, look, we either believe in our judicial process in this country or we don't. We either stand by the rule of law or we don't. I just uh, – what I would tell you is I think as someone who – what, what I'm hearing is you're fine past, with Donald Trump being put think, in prison, sir, and that to me, well, look, since you were his vice president, guys, feels pretty guys, disrespectful. Look, I, I had a standard rule. I don't talk about hypotheticals. But look, we don't know what the president's defense here is. I think he's entitled to make his defense, entitled to have his day in court. And uh, look, let's you know, let's take it one step at a time. But I, I would just tell you that I, I uh, it, but if you, you know that these are political charges and you do, you, this is not a this is not a difficult decision. Clay, I think we make. I think we've principle. gotten. I think we've gotten what we're going to get here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. By the way, just just to be clear, that's me at the end. Throw the towel in the middle of the ring. It's he he's not going to address it. And that was back in uh, that was back on June fourteenth of uh, of earlier this year. You know, Clay, first of all, the, the, anytime a politician does the, oh, I don't do hypotheticals, as, as I've said on this show, your entire proposition here is hypothetical. This Every is what presidential I will campaign do. is a hypothetical this, exercise. This is what I will do when I am president. It is all based on the hypothetical. Yeah. So that's a nonsensical, um, but, but I think also more to the point, even beyond the issues of, which you got right into there, which is, come on, man, you were his vice president. You're really going to let this guy, you're, you're going to let Donald Trump, you're going to let a former president, you're going to let your, president that you served yes. on or go to prison the fact that he's not like look i wouldn't let him go to prison maybe i would commute like the fact that he wouldn't take any stand and so but then it also leads into the why the why are you running question because what he tried to do is on the one hand say it was great trump pence was great remember this yes the trump yeah. pence policies trump pence this trump pence that but then on the other hand, you're basically going along with the Trump is a criminal and a, and a danger to democracy. I think it went right to the that was the central weakness of the campaign, which is why so many people. Oh, well, I mean, I think he never got above two or three percent. Yeah. To start to answer questions, going to put more pressure on everyone who's not polling. Look, I, let me just take a step back. I think there are three people right now that should be running for president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley. I think no one else to this point has shown that there is any pathway that they could win either Iowa, New Hampshire, or South Carolina. Well, and this all, and it goes also to the, the why question, which I said, when you, when you look at that with Mike Pence, the whole thing kind of crumbled, right? You can't, you can't say, wasn't it awesome? Donald and I, we were a dream team. I think I'd do a little better, but maybe he should go to prison and he's actually horrible. Like that, that that's not going to fly. Um, you can't do work. that doesn't work it didn't work obviously the campaign's yeah. over and as you and i said I, mike pence is a nice guy i have no problem with mike pence vivek i like vivek he's super smart i have a ton of respect for vivek but you know in terms of his ability but the whole campaign has been i want donald trump to mentor me like but i have no criticism of it it's like well then trump should be president like that, that's yeah. for me the why has always been the achilles heel there it's not a personal thing it's just politically Let's have Trump be president again. There's no re like Vivek instead of Trump makes no sense if there's nothing you're going to say Trump did badly, right? So that's yeah. um that that's the same thing with Tim Scott, who we're going to have on later. You know, I think it starts to get tough with some of these candidates now, where it's well, are they auditioning for president or auditioning for vice president? And maybe you could say the same thing about Vivek, but you know, you want to stay in the game long enough to show everybody who the number two is, so to speak, right? Who the next the next person on on deck should be.
And, and it also becomes, and I give credit to Pence for the way that he exited, the way that you exit if you're trying to preserve a future campaign to the extent that you believe you have a national future, I don't think you want to exit, Buck, maybe some of these guys do, by getting 2 or 3% in Iowa, just getting totally smoked, having all the voters, all the work that you've done reflect that virtually no one is willing to actually support you, right? So at what point, this is why I've been saying, look, we got an early Thanksgiving, November 23rd, I believe. Tomorrow is Halloween. Uh, so we're talking about basically three weeks until Thanksgiving. It's hard to get people's attention once it gets to Thanksgiving because everybody's busy and everybody's out shopping and everybody's traveling. And the kids are getting out for school and everything else. And so we're going to get to Christmas boom season fast, Buck. And then January 15th is the Iowa caucus. So to me, there are three people right now that should be running for president. I think there was an Iowa campaign poll that came out today that basically had Trump with a big lead and then Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis tied for second. I'd say this. I mean, Nikki Haley uh, for a lot of, and look, I don't think we have a big Nikki Haley contingent in this audience. That's just the sense I get from our calls and emails and the interactions that we all have online. You know, maybe it's like, I think it's probably right along with what the poll is. We basically 10, speak to the base. Something 10, like that probably. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we basically speak to the base every day here in the house that Rush built. So this audience very much reflects the numbers, you know, then again, that's why you probably have about, you know, 20, 20 percent plus DeSantis supporters. Right. I mean, this is, you know, we we have some sense of of who's uh, listening and what the numbers are for Nikki Haley. Um, you know, her biggest uh, her her biggest trump card, if you will, pardon the phrasing, is that she does very well in all the polling in a general in the battleground states. Even though she doesn't do very well in the primary overall, she does very well in those battleground state polls, and that seems pretty consistent. But I do think she would take a VP role under Trump. I do think she would accept that position, knowing that it's a launch pad for her going forward. Ron DeSantis will not take a VP role. He will stay as governor, and he will run again in the future, right? So there's a yeah. there's some differences that we see. Tim Scott will talk to Senator Scott, who, again, somebody that we... You know, I, I, in in general here, like people that are on the team, people that are on Team GOP or Team Conservative, you know, we don't we don't want to tear down anybody who's on the team. Um, but Tim Scott is just everyone likes Tim Scott. Everyone thinks he's a good guy. Everyone respects Tim Scott. Uh, that's just sort of that's just a truism. That's true across the board. Is he really running for president or is he running for vice president? <laughs> you know, running for vice president. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, that's a pretty big deal when you have a one-term president who's the likeliest candidate or the likeliest option for the Republicans. Yeah, and we'll talk with uh, with Tim Scott about this. I mean, Buck, he was almost running two primaries. The first primary, since he and Nikki Haley are both from the small state, relatively speaking, yeah. of South Carolina, is which of those Palmetto State veterans is going to emerge as the top contender. And it seems, again, we're two months out from Iowa, but based on all the polling, it seems Nikki Haley has won that battle to be the South Carolinian who is going to advance. Now, I'm sure Tim Scott, I'm sure they're looking at polling, and I know this is, uh we'll talk about this when we come back, what Nikki Haley's strategy is, what Ron DeSantis' strategy is, but I think it's closing time for a lot of these campaigns where you have to recognize uh that maybe you're going to have to finish the whiskey or beer to use a, a famous and, and line one thing, and, and, one and thing go with, home. With, uh, with Trump, um, uh, one thing with Trump you have to remember is that Staying in it too long, it's like the eye of Sauron. Like you don't want the eye of Sauron to focus on you for very long, right? Like you know, you people's political careers 
can be damaged by going up against Trump too long. So it's not cost free. I think it, you know, if you're running against Mitt Romney as the front runner, which I know everyone's like, that's crazy. He was yeah. a candidate back in 2012, right? If you're running against Mitt Romney, you stay in until the end because, you know, Mitt's not going to, with Trump, there can be, uh, there can be downside. We'll get into some of this. Want to hear some of your thoughts on all this too. Um, you know, if you have any thoughts on Pence, was, is it really all Clay's fault? Was Pence 2020, <laughs> was Pence 2024 I, I a rocket ship that Clay dismantled, that he sabotaged? Remember, he said he was too busy to come on the show. We did try to offer him another opportunity. Yeah, I'm just saying. He was ready to go. He had the race car on the track, and somebody came along and just took the air out of those tires, Clay. I don't know who it was. We'll see. There might be might be video camera footage. Look, you've worked hard to build your retirement savings. You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group wants to help fuel your growth. You can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k and IRA to start earning tax-deferred annual returns ranging from 9 to 13%. There are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option, investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment packet at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% annual interest. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. Um, reminder, Tim Scott and Glenn Young are going to join us in the third hour. Buck, we were just talking about uh, the larger political process as we sit here, what, about uh, 10 weeks out, I guess it is, from official voting starting uh, in the Republican primary January 15th in Iowa with the caucuses. And if you are Nikki Haley and you're Ron DeSantis, I think you look around and you say, okay, there is a path with which we can become the viable alternative to Trump. Now, the question for you, Buck, and we'll talk about this because it's a relatively short segment when we come back and for everybody out there as well to contemplate me as well. Is Does it matter? In 2016, the argument was, well, once we get Trump versus one other contender, that other contender will rise. Does it matter at this point, or is Trump so strong that even if you got Ron DeSantis versus Trump or Nikki Haley versus Trump, is there a pathway in a 1v1 for Trump to lose? Or, as everybody drops out, is Trump gaining support as well? And instead of everybody going to a rival, I would I would really want to look at the data. My gut reaction. I'm not pretending like this is based in a statistical analysis. My gut reaction is that Trump has and will continue to pick up more of the what's out there support than was anticipated. That's my gut reaction. That he has a momentum that exceeds what people expected. For I'm, and I'm talking about people that weren't for Trump from the beginning, right? I think he's a second choice for more people than a lot of folks realize. Yeah, so that's a good point. To me, I would think, and we'll unpack this a little bit more, but I would think that DeSantis supporters would turn towards Trump and that, uh, and that that means that Nikki Haley wouldn't benefit as much as DeSantis would benefit from Haley out. Uh, everybody loves a good towel when getting out of the shower. Not one of those flimsy, scratchy ones either. My pillow, great line of towels. And of course, they're called the My Towel. Uh, they're using a new type of cotton, makes them all not only super soft, but absorbent as well. You can get a six-piece set for $29.98 with our names as the promo code. Or for just 20 bucks more, you can get the fancy designer premium line. Whatever you choose, 50% in savings. MyPillow is so confident you'll find the towels a welcome part of your daily routine. You get a 60-day full money-back guarantee. Use them for two months. Make sure you love them. Here's how you get hooked up. Go online to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Six-piece towel sets, 50% off in savings. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Promo code Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We're talking about the 2024 cycle already. It's very important, as you all know. Um, just looking at some of the most recent polling here to put some numbers to it all. First of all, in Iowa, which is coming up fast, you have, according to the NBC News Des Moines Register poll, Trump at 43, DeSantis 16, Haley 16, Scott 17. Now, I think Scott Iowa, spe- I'm, I'm sorry, I said seven, seven. Yeah, Scott yeah. seven, Ramaswamy four, Pence, womp womp. He's out. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to, uh, Christie actually at four. And then a couple of others in the zeros and the ones. Okay, so it's Trump, DeSantis, Haley. Scott seven, though, you know, could 
could, uh, depending on how long he stays in, be interesting to see where that number would go. And then overall, I'm sorry, Pennsylvania Republican presidential primary, Trump at 55, DeSantis 14, Haley 9. So it is a, when I say it's a three-way race, it's one guy way, way out ahead, and then two others that are at least in uh, double digits territory. Um, so we shall see. Now, Trump at 55 means 45 are not with Trump in Pennsylvania, for example. So we'll see how that number plays out. Um, I, I want to get more into this, Clay, and, and more into the uh, Republican side of it, uh, certainly in the show today. And we're going to be talking about it a lot. I also wanted to just take a look at what's going on on the Democrat side for a second here. So Kamala Harris is out there and you're going to see more of her because she is going to be Biden's VP, as I've said all along. I'm almost shocked myself, even though I knew this was going to happen, that it's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've been saying this all along, and now I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this, even though I knew they were going to do this. But she was asked about low polling, and this is one of the best Kamala answers we've heard in a while in terms of, wow, wow, this is why Kamala Harris has the numbers that she does. Play seven here. She's asked about the low polling. This is her response. A recent CBS poll found that at the beginning of President Biden's term, 70% of young people, people under 30, said he was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Now it's less than 50%. Why is that? What's going on? If you poll how young people feel about the climate and the warming of our planet, it polls as one of their top concerns. When we talk about what we are doing with student loan debt, polls very high. Uh, the challenge that we have as an administration is we got to let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> That's our challenge. But it is not that the work we are doing is not very, very popular with a lot of people. Clay, can I, if your, if your marketing plan or, or your, you know, your sales pitch is we're super awesome. People just don't know it. Chances are you're probably not actually super awesome. Yeah, and also that marketing pitch works when there isn't real name recognition. It doesn't work when everybody knows you. So if you have a new product and you're like, man, I think this new product is great. We've just got to get the public aware of our new product. And if they know about it, they'll buy it, they'll consume it. That's the entire basis of marketing and business and everything else. The problem that Kamala has is, and this is the problem that Biden has and why I think Democrats are getting increasingly nervous about his campaign in general. It isn't that people don't know Joe Biden. It's that they know him really well and have decided he isn't able to do the job either now or in the years ahead. So I, what it's interesting, I, I, you, you've been saying this and I've been thinking about this and I, I agree that the thing with Biden is, he his trajectory, both in terms of the physical cognitive yes. stuff, but I think also uh, enthusiasm is really only down. I mean, they're fighting a defensive action on those fronts. They're just thinking and they're just thinking that the way they can win is to just go with all out, you know, blitzkrieg offense against Trump with every with everything they've got. Right. Yeah. Meaning Meaning that. That it's, it's like Biden is going to be in a little bit in this descent mode, but they think they can take the Trump train and run it right off the tracks. And then Biden will be the last man standing. And, and I don't buy that thesis. Look, in what is what there are two things that I think uh, deserve a great deal of attention that aren't getting very much. One, 
when Biden won in 2020, when he hid in his basement, he ran as the anti-Trump, his favorability numbers, that avuncular Grandpa Joe from Scranton that they sold, were actually way better than Trump. That is, Biden personally was way more liked than Trump was. Well, that was just a project of the media, right? He was a construct, and the construct was friendly Joe who grins and rides the choo-choo to D.C. from Delaware. That's right. And now, three years plus later, people have recognized what Joe Biden really is, and so his favorability numbers are low, I saw that they, uh, believe it or not, Buck, I watched Saturday Night Live, the whole thing, um, which I don't remember the last time I is, did. Is it because my man Nate Bergazzi was on? Nate is a personal friend of mine. Good he's buddy. actually, I don't, I don't, I've never met him. I'm just a fan. I'm actually a oh, fan. I think he's great. I think I told you to watch. He's, it, it, we're the exact same age, both from Nashville. I've known him for a decade plus as his c- comedy career has been coming up. So he guest hosted SNL and there was a good line. Uh, like in weekend update. So I watched the whole thing because I was like, I want to see. Nate did great, by the way. There's some funny skits. He was he was good. But there was a poll that they, you know, they their weekend update. They said Biden and Trump are uh polled, uh, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. 16% of people love Biden. 16% of people love Trump. The remaining poll members all said, "Kill me now." Um, and you know, it's it's kind of a funny toss off. But my point on it is, Buck. People don't like Biden now. And he won in 2020. But they also they, don't like Trump, right? This is the thing. Right. But now he, but Trump has got him down in the mud with him now, right? People don't like Trump, but they think he's competent. People don't about, like Biden and they think he's incompetent. And to be clear, when we say, combo. when we say people, we're talking about general nationwide favorability. Obviously the Republican base likes Trump, which is why he's so far ahead. But if you're but looking in terms at of the political, yeah, the yeah. political breakdown, second part of this that I think is why Biden is fighting uphill. So one, people know him and now don't like him. And he won a lot of voters because people liked him, even though they didn't really know him. Okay. That's, that's the problem. Second part here, Buck. And and I think this is just becoming more and more uh, clear every day. We we have pointed out that John Fetterman is not able to be a senator. Fe- to Fetterman's credit, as bad as he is, his health does seem to be getting better. Yes. As a 53-year-old man who had a stroke, you can look at it and say he is young enough that he can recover from a serious health malady. He can, and we hope he does have a full yes. recovery. Biden's issues right now are never getting better. And in fact, every day, every week, and every month, he gets worse. So as bad as he is right now in October, uh, basically Halloween, the year before the election, Buck, he's going to be so much worse next year, and that well, ties in with Kamala, who is so unpopular. Well, let's get back. Let's... Let's get back to this here, because Kamala was asked a question, you know, given Trump's numbers and the and the insurrection on January 6th and, and the indictments and everything else, why aren't you so far ahead? I want everyone to hear Kamala's answer. Why are yes. you, if Trump is so horrible, Vice President Harris, why is why are Biden-Harris basically dead even with him at this point? And he's not even officially the nominee, folks, right? So it's not even like he has that... Uh, that stamp of approval of, yeah. or that consolidation of opinion of he is the Republican nominee. I mean, he's pretty close, but we'll see. Kamala's answer, Clay. Can we do it? We come back. Let's do Kamala's yeah, yeah, answer. Let's do it. Back, I think people need to hear it. 
But gun ownership comes with responsibility, first and foremost. Safety always, first and foremost. And right behind that is practice, so that you know how to operate your firearm with efficiency. Practice is what's going to improve your aim and accuracy. That's why you see so many of us getting to the gun range as consistently as we can. But what happens when you can't get to the range for a couple of weeks in a row? What happens when, you know, it's all booked up? It happens in the range near me. We try to get a base. We can go shooting. Guess what? you got to book weeks in advance sometimes. Well, guess what? You can still work on your skills at home with a device called the Mantis X. It's a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You connect it to your phone and the Mantis X app. From there, you get info and tips in real time. The Mantis X gives you data-driven feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. You'll find what every other new Mantis X owner experiences, a noticeable improvement in less than half an hour. Members of our Marines, Army, and Special Forces use Mantis X for their training, too. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be competent in your shooting ability. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. You know them as conservative radio hosts. Now just get to know them as guys on the Sunday Hang podcast with Clay and Buck. Find it in their podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. 
Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Monday edition of the program. It is Halloween Eve. We may have a little bit of fun with that, certainly today and tomorrow, even though Buck is... I don't even know what you would call someone who is anti-Halloween. Grinch, obviously, would be for uh, for Christmas. What would an anti-Halloween person be called? I don't know that there's a term a for it. spooky Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Spooky Grinch? I don't know. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> 2024. 2024. How much? Can we we just tell everybody that you, both my wife and Clay, my my wife asked me, Carrie, she goes, you know, should we have candy for trick or treaters? You have a new place because you used to live in like a high rise. I don't imagine you would get like Halloween trick or treaters. But but now now you know, and I was just kind of grouchy yesterday. So like, we don't need you know. And Clay's like today, you we you need to get some. You know, you got kids live in your neighborhood. They're gonna come trick or treat. and sure enough, Carrie's already on the way to Costco to get, you know, so Clay and Carrie see it the same way. And so I mean, now I is, guess I am going to give out candy. I'm not going to be that guy. Have you ever lived in a place where people trick or treat before? Oh, yeah. In Manhattan, people, uh, they have signups in buildings. Oh, you, you end up with bags and bags of candy. You oh, just people only go, go around. I don't, I don't know. I've never. So like in a oh, high yeah. rise in Manhattan, people will walk. I mean, that's kind of. Oh, a yeah. You go, in. you walk in the lobby. Um, it's usually only people who live in the building, but for example, yeah. my old building had like 600 units in it or 500 yeah. units. It's something crazy. So the kids go to the lobby with their parents and there's a sign up sheet of all the, and that way you only go to apartments that like people are ready for you. And oh, some people really yeah. go all out, especially if they have kids, they'll have, you know, stuff on the door and they'll even like yeah, sort of yeah. open up and there'll be, you know, spooky music and stuff like that. But that way you avoid the Grinches like me, although apparently yeah, this year I'm not we- going to be a Grinch. I'm going to be giving candy out. We do need a name for what someone who is anti-Halloween would be. I've never really thought about it before because, frankly, I've never been around anyone who hates My mom loves Halloween, too. There's a lot of Halloween. I'm, like, surrounded by Halloween fans. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what Laura has spent on Halloween decorations and parties and whatnot at our house. All right, so, by the way, right before we play this, Kamala, do you agree with me that if it were the final three of, let's say it's Nikki Haley, it's Ron DeSantis, and Trump, that... Most DeSantis supporters, if Ron DeSantis tomorrow said, I'm out, I think most DeSantis supporters would go towards Trump. If Nikki Haley said, I'm out, I think most Haley supporters would go to DeSantis. Do you buy that thesis? I think I think so, yes. I think that would be accurate. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that, but that's my cognition if I kind of want to. Well, you know what? It. Can we put it out to some of our Nikki Haley? We do have some Nikki Haley, uh, you know, super supporters in this audience. Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, call us, let us, who's your second choice if it can't yeah. be Nick? If you're a Nikki Haley person, who's your number two? I want to hear. Or if from you're you. a DeSantis person, like if, if you had to go to your second choice, who is your second choice? I'd be actually curious on that. Okay. Here's Kamala being asked, uh, about why they're basically tr- uh, tied right now with Donald Trump, given that Trump's facing felony indictments in four different jurisdictions. Listen, the Biden Harris ticket is running neck and neck with Donald Trump. Why are you not 30 points ahead? Well, I'm not I'm not a political pundit, so I, I, I'm not going to speak to that. But what I will say is this. When the American people are able to take a close look at election time on their options, I think the choice is going to be clear. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. Okay. Clay, she, she manages to... you. 
you know, so you never worked for the federal government. I'm trying to think of what the most bureaucratic thing you've ever worked for. You know, I worked for the Fed, I worked for the CIA, the federal government, and the NYPD, which is the largest police department in America, right? And yeah. as part of those government, you would sometimes have to go to these HR seminars. It was just mandatory, you know, and, and there was something so both boring and soul crushing about the Kamala manages to always sound like she is running the worst HR seminar you've ever heard in your life. That's, that's just what it reminds me of. I am thankful. As you mentioned that I have only ever worked at for profit places. My entire employment career from the very first job I had at Media Play, which people may or may not remember, in the book department of Media Play, the idea was they sold uh, CDs, books, like everything. It was a huge, uh, like, big box store um, to obviously now what I do. I've never worked for anything other than a for-profit corporation. And I think I practice law, obviously. I, I, I would I would be miserable. <laughs> I would be miserable at one of those bureaucracies. I really oh, man. would. You- you know, the the federal side was actually less bureaucratic than the NYPD. I mean, the NYPD, uh, my experience of of the bureaucracy, and there's a lot there's a lot of great people, you know, great uh, officers and detectives and sergeants who work there. But the the bureaucracy around it is is crushing. I mean, it's just it's a very very it's been around for hundreds of years. It's a very old department. Um, but something about the way Kamala, Kamala Harris, you get the sense that she's somebody who's spent her adult life giving lectures to people. Who don't want to hear what she has to say, but have no choice. And also, that's, that's what it sounds like whenever Kamala's doing her Kamala stuff. She's also very good at pulling the levers of bureaucratic power, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's basically her entire career. Now she got a bit of a fast start because she was sleeping with a married, uh, married mayor of San Francisco, which evidently nobody just ever talks about. But I do think as we're talking about a 2024 campaign, um, and we contemplate that Kamala Harris is a heartbeat away from the presidency of a man who will be older and probably in worse health at his age. You know, I know we had FDR, uh, with, with everything that they hid there. And we had, what was it? Uh, Woodrow Wilson's, Woodrow Wilson's wife basically ran the presidency yep, and they, after he months. had a stroke. Uh, yeah. and they, they were able to hide health related conditions to be fair. Much more so over the past, you know, 100, 200 years of, of the presidency. But he's the oldest ever. And so it's not crazy if you are in, if you were running, uh, if you were signing up for life insurance, you'd be a little bit nervous if you had millions of dollars outstanding on Joe Biden over the next five or six years. Well, this is what, what I've thought all along here is that the Democrats, the unspoken, uh, the unspoken, um, reality that they're all aware of is if, it's it's Biden's campaign for a Kamala presidency. Yeah, there is absolutely no way he finishes out his second term because they're going to want the first black female vice pre- I mean, president, rather not vice president, um, to be an incumbent and to have the time in office to take on all those advantages. There's no way he finishes a second term. I mean, he'll step is down there- voluntarily. Yeah, it's interesting to think about now. Obviously, he made his selection and he picked her because she's a black woman. Is there anybody that he could have picked now as we look towards 2024 that people would say, well, you know, I'm not really happy with Biden, but I at least feel like he's got a competent VP or because he automatically limited himself to identity politics universe. Was this going to happen no matter who he picked? I I think that's where this is. I don't I don't don't think that there's anyone who would have been a savior for the Democrats as a VP. But I also think that they don't think they need a savior, Clay. I think they believe 
they can just derail the Trump train. And so the Biden choo-choo doesn't even matter. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.